Hello and welcome to episode 120 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. And finally, it is a really positive episode in the fact that this is our first ever promotion episode. Hopefully the only time we have a promotion episode again isn't from League One, but we've got a promotion episode to celebrate. This is how it's going to work a little bit uh, this week. We are going to have a normal podcast next week. This is sort of an extra podcast, sort of talking about Wembley and some breaking news right now. And then we've got a feeling the day we're recording this, there's going to be a lot of news to talk about when the normal time slot for the podcast is next week. So within the space of about four days, four or five days, you're going to have two podcasts instead of one, because I feel like we've got enough for a really good episode here. And then literally probably in a couple of hours time from filming this or even by the time this one comes out the retain list and things like that will be out and we'll have loads more to talk about for the next episode so feel safe doing a promotion episode and a Wembley sort of breakdown and current news episode today basically I'm talking a lot and I'm a bit giddy because I'm still kind of buzzing Jake we did it man I know it feel weird that this Wednesday team that we've all believed in and it's finally over and stuff. And it's like, it's just the combination of a really good season of what we knew was building into a good season throughout the season. How many times can I say seasons? With them actually coming up with the goods and the way to do it as well was incredible. And I think, I'm just going to say it, no more sodding Captain Pogwolf. Captain Pugwop music at Fleetwood. Watch oh, us get the first round of the FA Cup now. <laughs> um, but like, it's James, and, it's, ja- it's James and Jake, Dex and Jake, uh, Dex and Punk, using screen names there um, with you today. No Jack, because Jack refuses to buy anything that's not a PC <laughs> that breaks when you breathe on it. So, <laughs> so Jack is missing out on the promotion episode. <laughs> Because he is stubborn and won't buy something that works. <laughs> oh, I banged my desk and all of a sudden the computer doesn't work anymore. <laughs> oh, all of a sudden I turn the computer on and the LEDs. Oh, I've got these fancy LEDs, but all of a sudden nothing works and I've got a blue screen. Oh, look, I've got a new feature in the room. It's something that's got fans in it that collects all the dust out of the room. That's handy. Just, just get something that works, Jack. But yes, just a bit, a bit of on. It's all sorted. It's all sorted. He should have his PC back, but he's until next week. He's absolutely bored because he doesn't have a console. He's watching TV. I told him like you need to buy a console for when your PC breaks if it does again because you can't be this bored. <laughs> Even more fun though. He was meant to be on today. He told Jake he wasn't coming on. He didn't tell me. I bloody organise it. <laughs> Love you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the uh, the fun of the Talking Wednesday podcast there. It's been a hectic week. There's been Wembley. I will say, just getting it out of the way, it, Jake's done some reaction stuff. He was watching the final along here. If you haven't checked that out, check it out on his channel. On this channel, the Talking Wednesday podcast, or if you're already a listener, um, go across the Dexterity Box. So this channel, Dexterity Box, if you're a YouTube watcher, just find it. You've probably seen it if you're one of my subscribers, but I did a half an hour vlog 
and it's not a normal vlog. It's kind of like no. a docu vlog. Yeah. So it's got it's got sort of story parts in it. And then it's got a normal sort of match day vlog. It's got match interviews in it. I I'd spent a bit of time on this one. Jack was behind me. Uh, it was about 2 a.m. He was snoring as I was editing, right? There you go, Jack. You can't defend yourself on this podcast. I was literally, <laughs> it was, it because we got back to the hotel. He'd sort of gone, I think I'm going to try and go to sleep now. I was like, oh, that's nice for you. Um, as I sat there. Because we'd stayed, we'd, we'd had dinner and stuff and had a couple of drinks. And then I was like, right, I really need to edit this vlog now because I want it out. I wanted to basically do a late night vlog again. Yeah. Um, it didn't end up going like that because the amount of footage, I think I took 150 shorter video clips across the, across the actual Wembley day. And for some reason, I didn't feel like I had my phone in my hand a lot because I didn't really. I, will, like, I didn't. I had the I match especially. Though, well, your playoff semi-final that opening monologue you did was superb take a drink i don't care take a drink because absolutely brilliant it set the tone it set the story it set it all up lovely and going i've actually done the thing where what's that and then what the wembley one back to back and if you've got that story arc it just blends so well I appreciate that, mate. Yeah, no, I, I wanted to put a little bit of thought into it because these occasions don't happen very often, especially if you're a Wednesday fan. So I was like, what's something that I can make that I can have fun <laughs> with that isn't going gonna, is, isn't gonna to distract as much as maybe a normal vlog would? Because yeah. uh, I didn't want to have my hat phone in my hand too much at Wembley. I wanted to drink it in. So it's sort of like I took a few set pieces and stuff and, and kickoffs and things like that. So I knew I'd be able to stitch together the match. But I didn't want to just stand there with my phone in my hand because, to be honest, I was too nervous during all of that. But yeah, it was um, it was really nice, to, really nice to put together. Obviously, having Jack's takes in there because he he's not. <laughs> I was like, oh, do I do the vlog? Not put Jack in it? Can you imagine like staying with it? it? It was comedy gold, basically. Jack says some really stupid stuff. I've had to edit a lot of the really stupid you're, stuff you're, out. You're a good double act though, as well. What what was starting to come across as you two are very good double act when it comes to it. It's more a case of me just signing him all the time, and I think that's probably part of it. Yeah, like oh god, not again, not again. He, um, but no, it was a really, it was a really nice trip. Really enjoyed making that vlog. Go check it out if you haven't checked it out already. But yeah, also housekeeping. Do you know what? While we're riding on this high, guy, guy, guys. Guys, I can't speak. I can't. I still can't speak. I thought I'd got my voice back. We've we've delayed. We were going to do this yesterday, but like, you're still stunned with what happened. Exactly, professionalism out the window. But if you're ever going to leave a review for this podcast, why not do it while we're on a high? We started this podcast yep. during a relegation season. We are yeah. now back up after a lot in the middle of it. So. If you can go over to Apple Music, Podchase, things like that, I will put the links in the description. I'll even try and do it in audio feeds if I'm able to do that. So just check the description of this video uh, and podcast, audio podcast. Go and leave us a review, a nice five-star review. That would be an amazing time to do it, and we will read them out on the uh, on the next episode. It might be the, not be the very next episode, but it will be the ne one of the next couple of episodes. So please go and do that. It will help us massively on audio feeds as we are now going to be a championship podcast again. Hey. It's been a while. Yay. Also, so the really good news. No more pizza cup. I know. I know. The League One review goes. The pizza review goes. 
We don't have to talk about the League One fixtures. We don't want to talk about, oh, Forest Green might surprise a few this season. We'd, all, we'd, <sighs> also, got, we'd also got the other thing where there is a bit, you'll get the international break, which ain't great for the podcast, but we can come up with some ideas to do with the community, hopefully. Yeah, it's it was, for some reason, League, League One was structured in such a weird way that it was it was hard it to was not intense. have... Yeah, all the, all the writings... It was hard to not go down a negative debate route, and we are going to bring like some of the debate topics back and things like that. Basically, a new life comes with a new season, so there's there's uh, yeah. there's some there's going to be some exciting stuff on this podcast next season. So stick around, and if you are new here and you've joined from the recent content that you've seen on my channel, because I know I have gained quite a few subscribers from that, so welcome. And if you are checking out the Talking Wednesday podcast, thank you. We're going to have a fun season and we're going to get you all involved as much as we possibly can, like we used to, because the core of this podcast, we always said it was community news speculation. That's the yeah. way this podcast works. So, um, I think the problem with League so, One, it's very hard to do that because it's like I said, it's so intense. There isn't that little break where you could plan something to get it involved. And because it's a weekly series, it's harder. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's probably it as well. The lack of international breaks, things like that. It's, um, there's no sort of refresh time where we can, we, we could do that. And I think it helped before when we started it, we would start in it during a time where everybody had a lot more time on their hands. So you could put yep. a different thing into it. But I think, um, I think I'm really excited for this season. It, this week's really, this past sort of two weeks has really just kicked me back into life, you know, and I yeah. think it's kicked a lot of us back into life. Like, let's talk about the main thing, Wembley. Sheffield Wednesday played Barnsley, if you didn't know, <laughs> in the League One playoff final. Jake, talk us through this match. This game was awful. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah, lie, this game know, wasn't, right? wasn't great. But for a spectacle of how it's been, it was really bad. That first half, I thought we had a lot of the good chances. But again, typical Wednesday, not finishing our dinner. We just had this situation where we'll make chances and we don't finish them. And you're thinking on this kind of day, you want someone to do that. And it just didn't materialize. We had good chances, but... The whole build-up to it was really intense with how the media on Guy Sports were talking about it, and then you see the crowd and how intense it was there. Like I, you, I've been told by a couple of people, some of the Barnsley fans weren't great, some of the Barnsley fans were great. It's like it was really weird to have this South Yorkshire rival here, and people actually, some people get into the proper spirit of it going, it's a game, whatever happens will happen, we're still going to be mates at the end of it, or the other side it where I hate you, I hate you. You know what I mean? I Yeah, it's, as I said, I've never had anything against Barnsley. I've always just said no. they don't really like us very much and it's quite clearly evident. Um, I had a bit more of an experience of one of my, well, he's, he's one of my best mates to be fair, so he messaged me afterwards going, you know what, fair play. It's, it's, it's really hard to lose with the last kick of the game, but over the season... Um, we had, we had probably, it with me. You, you uh, it. And that's 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 from a Barnsley fan, you know. That's yeah. that's one that's um being able to swallow that after that game. But I can I can imagine how cruel it was. Let's let's talk about the way the game sort of developed. And first of all, was it a penalty for Barnsley that they didn't I get? Think, I still think it's a 50-50 ball. They're both going for the ball. I think that's that, why it's that not being given. Me. 
It's one of those. I think, was it Mina in the Premier League who had a very similar one recently? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and he there didn't was, get it. yeah, he didn't, he didn't get it. And it's one of those where the, the question in VAR, but there has been examples of it in the Premier League quite recently where it's, it's not being given in those situations. But I personally, I personally believe you could easily give that. But then again, in the first half, there was a blatant pull on a shirt. On now let's, in the box. let's, let's talk about specifically that incident. If we look at that incident yeah. in isolation, because I want to be fair, and then we will talk about the wider context. Is that potentially a foul in the box? Is it a foul in the box, Jake? Depends on what day a referee. Because I can see, I can see it from a Barnley side it being a foul because he does get his leg. But he I kicks can see him. It from, he does kick him. But he's going for the ball. I've seen a lot of people going. It's a very high boot by the Barnley man. But if it was the other way round, we'd be all calling for a penalty. Yes. And that's that's this my point here. I think by the law of the game, it's a discretion-based one and it wasn't given and it it shouldn't be overturned because it's not a clear and obvious error. It, 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 okay, it was checked as well though, wasn't it? It, it was checked. And it, the thing is, it's what it's was it deemed intentional? And that must be, uh, I don't think it was deemed intentional. No. I, I think it was de uh, deemed as a coming together in a 50-50. You'd probably feel a little bit hard done by if it was on the other foot. And, and you know, you never know what happens with the penalty there. Does it turn around? What I do want to say is, yes, there was there was loads of shirt pulling that the ref let go. Yeah. So over the course of the game, I think that probably evens out because Smith got practically... Smith was practically hugged and his shirt ripped every, off his back. Every time Smith got the ball, they gave him a hug when he was backing into him. And it, yeah. the thing is, Smith is one of those players who was very much like Atty. He backs into the player. He backs in and gives an opportunity to give him a hug or pull the shirt. And the thing is, I thought the referee let the game flow quite well to a point. I don't think he was too stop-start. He understood what it was. Yeah. But I think it's it's a hard one to call that because I I when I originally saw it, I thought it was a 50-50 kind of thing. They're both going for the well, ball. Well, I didn't so I couldn't really see it from where I was, but when I've watched it back, that's where your opinion changes. Yeah. I um I now think the, I, now the I question think they'll is, feel hard uh, they'll be hard done by Jake, but at the end of the day, yeah. It's not like there's this big conspiracy like people are saying. It's not that because these have recently not been given on VAR. Maybe that's an issue with the actual law of the game and the fact that they, they want some... Maybe those should here's, be given all the time. Well, maybe well, that should be a thing, but it's happened recently. Well, here's the question then. Should VAR have been in the actual game itself then? When yes, it's not it should. been used all season? No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that specific foul. That specific foul with VAR in the Premier League has not been given at least yeah. twice in the last, like, three months. I can't remember the other example. I wish I wrote it down, but the, it, Mina was definitely one of them. And there was another one, and I'm sure you'll be saying this in the comments now. There was one in the Premier League that was exactly pretty much that mm. sort of challenge, and it wasn't given on VAR. They don't always happen. No. So I, I don't think they can be too hard done by with that because you still got to turn it around and losing your head and getting a red card. Now, do you think it was a red card? Yes. Yes. Do you know why? It's and it's not, if you look at one of the angles are, you go, that's really soft, but then you actually look at the it in context. If you look at it at full speed as well, by the way, that's if part you look of it. At, 
if you look at the angle where uh, Gregory's faith in the camera and the player coming in, the ball gone. Yeah. The ball completely gone. And I, I think what's really unfortunate, I think it's an unfortunate red card in the fact that Gregory's on the stretch, but he gets the yeah. ball. And then the Barnsley player, because Gregory's already stretching for it and coming in quite late, the Barnsley player's so much later. And then he yeah. comes in too. He, he comes in, studs up, high foot. It's the way he launches off the ground. But the thing is, he did it at speed. And and they can be de- really dangerous then. You can't get away with them. And again, it would be a yard. They actually well, the, the ref gave it. Do you know what I mean? And the ref yeah. saw it. This is what I'm saying. You look at that in full speed. You look at that challenge in full speed and you give mm. it, right? Yeah. And and the, I think the ref was right in doing so. VAR then had a good look at it. And when it slowed down, it actually looks a little bit better. But mm. you've got to... You, what, what slow motion does is it tends to take people out of the fact that that was at full pelt. Right? Yeah. Because it's slowed down and it doesn't look like the impact and the velocity going behind it. But the fact that he went in so high with his studs up, it's mm. it is a it is a red, and I can see why that wasn't given as a clear and obvious overturn. If you look at it back, people can go, Oh, that's soft. It, it's 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 hard, you know, and you look at one angle of it and you think, How is a that lot, ever a, a red? But then you the look at you, but no, do you know what's annoying me, Jake? Is I've seen two angles of it. I'm seeing one angle where you where you literally see people going, That's never a red, and then you flip it and turn it round, and it's a definite it's red. A, a red. Yeah. It the commentators and the pundits were all saying it was a yellow at Mo, but it's like to be fair to Barnsley though but they didn't let that affect them because in the second half after that red it actually sparked them a little bit they were harder to break down (laughs) they were harder to break down they were having shots all over the place that shot that hit the bar I thought that was going in they had a really good opportunity Norwood made a massive menace of our defense he was the worry when he came on when he came on I was very worried because he got that ability to wind players up but get into good positions and pick up little fouls and stuff and in that second half I think the red card was a turning point to the whole game but I think it was actually a turning point for Barnsley not up because we didn't take advantage of that we sat back we were very I think we were very much still of the mindset if we can get this extra time we could win this because we didn't attack well at all Really what the, pro- the, the problem I noticed in that game is the fact that we were struggling. We've we've been struggling with this recently, especially in big the second balls and the second balls dropping for us. Yeah, first first touches going awry, and then you know it, I think uh, it was interesting because I watched the behind the scenes stuff, and Darren Moore was saying very much you do you take two touch and out. You know, yeah, you, you, it's two touch football. Take it, shift it. So it's one of those things where when you're not getting those second balls and we're not managing to actually latch onto them and it's not falling right and nothing seems to be falling in the nice area for us, it was sort of a culmination of we're not playing very well and now nothing is falling for us in terms mm. of actually being able to get a hold of this game. And then you'd make a few dodgy passes and this... I just remember the nervous energy in there, right? There was so much... Ner- I, I was sat at some point and I was like, oh... I think we were quieter than we needed was, to be at it, some it, points it, because it was, we, we were so nervous as a fan base. Yeah. It was every time they got the ball of well, they had so much speed. You were like very worried about our back four or back three of whatever it was at the time because it changes so often. Getting actually in that position because we know one of the things we struggle with this season, if if a team runs at us, we're screwed because there's only Iortha and probably Palmer at the back who can actually get back and defend that. 
And I thought I often way were absolutely amazing at the back. It's it shows you how much we missed Michael Owitway during most of the season. Because I think when Hennigan and him was in because the thing is a lot of people have forgotten about how good Hennigan and uh McGinnis were first yeah. bit of the season. They they had a really good rooted partnership. And if you actually look at what we've done, if you look at the clean sheet record, you look at the point total, that whoever been in front in front of that back three, back four has not had a consistent set of players there. It's been chained constantly. And I think that credit to Darren Moore and the team around them, that they've got that mental shift to go, it doesn't matter that you haven't got a, a set lot who are in front of you every time. You know whoever steps up is going to step up and be in that position and play that kind of football. I thought when we were going forward, we did hoof it a lot. But when you look at it, Smith, Smith, we don't play for Smith's strengths. If you're making him doing the running, it's not his strength. He's no. the person you want to be in the box. Andy Regular was, Andy, Andy to was saying up. to me, why have we signed Smith and he ends up out on the wing? You know, in, yes. the, in the game when he shifts out. And I was like, that's pretty accurate, actually, to be fair. He's done that all season, though. If you yeah. actually look, Smith does tend to venture to that right wing and be a crosser instead of an actual um, goal scorer. At full time, you're looking at this and you're going, have we just conserved our legs? Because we did look knackered. We looked absolutely shattered. I was worried that the Peterborough game had used too much of the legs. We did everything to get into that game and get to here. Did we just use too much steam? But as soon as that first part of extra time went, we were a different team. We yeah, that second, that, that's what I um, <laughs> what. I feel like it was the challenge of trying to ride out that first half of extra time and then just sit in till the end. But even before that, Jake, when Barnsley were like three on one mm. and they came through, or it might be three on one, three on two. I can't remember because I had to look away. Do you know when they went to the left-hand side yes. of the goal? And I was like, oh God. I, yeah. I literally turned away. I went, it's here. This is the typical Wednesday moment. They're going to score now yeah. and then it's killed us. And then that is one of the worst misses under pressure I have oh, ever seen. It's so bad. You know what I kind of like about it? I just love that in, in a kind of housery is that all the stuff Barry Bannon missed got on Twitter. He was the player that missed it. And she was the one who went, who? Luca who? I just love <laughs> how that was the whole situation without even knowing. But as soon as that happened, you like, you look at Dawson. He's in no man's land. It's an open net. He got this. You're like, oh God, this is where it goes wrong. After yeah, no, that's, that's well it. I, I, I actually didn't look, right? Because I, I just looked away. I did. I sort of did this. I looked, I looked at the floor, turned my head and went, right, that's in. And I was ready to see the Barnsley fans just... Celebrating. Go. And then I heard everybody's just sort of sigh of relief and even like a cheer when they missed it. And I just looked up and I was like, it was the inhale of breath. Like, yeah. How have we gotten away with that? I thought it would, because Sheffield Wednesday has a narrative behind it, you know? You do so well, have come back of the century in the semi-final, and then you go and do that. Yeah. And I thought that was the moment. But yeah, Again, it was more though, of a case of, back... uh, 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 we already thought we'd won. It was it was one of those things, that it, there was so much pressure coming behind that. We were definitely team under pressure, and then Barnsley really tried to play into that underdog role. Not forgetting they've done the double over us this season, right? They really tried to come out and, oh, we're going to do our talking on the pitch, even though they were doing enough flapping beforehand. <laughs> and uh, it was one of those things where 
I did. I did what have a lot of me, nervous energy around it. That chance was a identical chance of their fourth goal, where we were going for it at Oatwell, and they just got us on the break. And I think that's what they were trying to do: draw us into that kind of "we're going to go for it, you're going to go for it, and we're just going to hit you on the counter." Now, come to the second half as extra time, the players just they hit another gear. Barry Bannon, bless him, was trying his best to be out there. He was so trying to run off that cramp and it just couldn't. He was gone. Now, he was gone. And you could tell he was absolutely gutted to come off. But the player who comes on, Fizz, who we've all turned around and said, he's off in the summer. We think he's going to go. We can talk about that in a couple of days time with whatever happens. Actually stepped up and made a big difference for the goal. But before that... The best disallowed goal ever. Oh, I feel I, you so see, that's sorry the thing. You, I, I knew. I know it was great. He did the backflip and everything. But I knew because <laughs> it was one of those things that the way we'd broken on that, I'd watched Hunt stray offside because I was on that side. Yeah. Right. And I was like, please don't pick up the ball there. And obviously he picks up the ball there. And then we go on and score from it. But I know we've got VAR there. So even if the flat, no, but I knew the, there was VAR there and I knew that was offside because yeah. I'd been watching him. I was, cause I'd been watching players at that point because when they were that, that side of the pitch, I was watching if they stayed on side because Smith kept like hanging off upside. And I was like, you do realize we've got VAR. We're not going to get away with the tight ones guys. So please yeah. get on side. That's what I kept thinking whenever they were on that half of the pitch. And I saw Hunt do it. And then I saw the other side erupt. But I, and I kind of went, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was because it was like, oh, what a strike. But then I celebrated it. And then I was like, oh, no. Because I, I saw it like, oh, no, they don't know yet. They don't know yet. <laughs> and the thing is, <laughs> I, I actually did like uh, Volks and Jack Hunt on the par parade bus. Any chance of you staying on side next time? I thought that was hilarious. But yeah, no, you go, it's, it's great. You go, in, you go into that end bit of the game where you're looking at it. They have a chance and you're like, right, we've just got to go for it. Dawson hits that long. Fizz does really well to get hold of it and then dummy it a little bit. That turn from Gregory to trick the defender... And then the ability to just get that cross in once you know all the legs are gone. And then Josh Windass, and I know I've said in the past he's got no pay, but comes in with his thief merchant that he is and gets on the end of a flying Duffman header, which beats the keeper. I've just not known an eruption from me in a long time where yeah. I, thought, I thought the playoff game was special when I went mental. But that felt even more special because it's a player who hadn't got into the game at all. It's a player who's had his criticism from some people about not celebrating and stuff. And by God, did he celebrate that for it to be Gregory, this person that people gone, Oh, he's too old. We should get rid of him who legs in his words had gone. So he ran to the other side. There was no way of chasing Josh. Sod that I'm going to go celebrate with the others. There's mm. something about how this all came together, last kick of the game, and it goes back to this whole situation that we've seen from Darren Moore week in, week out, in every single press conference. I believe in this squad of players. This squad of players believe in me. This team believe in each other. If you can believe that you've got that kind of spirit to go at it, full pelt, 
when people have questioned the team in the past and then pull that out with the last kick or head of the game in this case and win says something that is very special about this team, which I'm just to see those celebrations and I can't imagine what it was like being there because everyone who was there, well done for going, you outsold our allocation. It's things that you won't ever forget, but the people like Dex and Lee who had done the Matt Day vlog so people can go back in history and go, that's what it was like. You can show people what it was like. It's it's one of those things. I tried to get, because I, I didn't have, I, as I said, I don't film, I don't film just match footage. I don't, I, I only film certain set pieces and things like that because I want to be in the game as much as possible um, because I'm not there just to vlog. I'm there yeah. as a fan. There was plenty of people who went as a neutral perspective, mainly in the Barnsley end that did um, yeah. <laughs> that did neutral perspective vlogs. I'm not that per- I'm not necessarily a vlogger. I'm I'm a Wednesday fan who likes the occasional vlog, um, which is why I did something a bit different. But I did get the camera out at after we'd scored, so after with the initial celebration, so the initial re- eruption when it was sort of still coming, you know, it was still it was still loud, but it wasn't that initial that initial noise and what that initial noise not was. And I don't think this came across well when I've watched the footage back. It wasn't a cheer. It was a scream. It was a scream. It was like, and the screams that came out of me, like, like just like, it was like this primal sort of roar and scream from people. Like it, cause it wasn't like your usual. Yeah. Sort of like, you know, that deep sort of bellow that ripples up through. There was a higher pitch to it. And there was like an actual desperation sort of as if that's just happened. What? And it was, it was a noise that I've not heard before. It wasn't like, it wasn't like the ruptious, you know, like eruption of, of, uh, of cheering that you got during the Peterborough stuff and the aggression that was in that. It was more of a case of disbelief and utter sort of, I think it, I think it was was a a case of what did we just watch? Yeah. And I think, but, I, I've got someone who keeps leaving comments on my channel. It's really funny because the last two ones he watched, he said, "Watch your heart, young man. You're over celebrating. Watch your heart." And I, I replied back, "I might be able to calm down a little bit for the next couple of days, but it still, even now, it still hasn't properly sunk in that we managed to do this epic comeback of proportion that nobody in playoff football have ever seen." The thing is, and we followed what, it through. We didn't do. Yeah, it's it's like people saying, "Oh, Leicester, Watford, that were better." They <laughs> didn't go up. No, it's it, that whole thing where we followed it through, and as soon as those full time that full time whistle went, you saw the reaction from the players. You saw the reaction from Darren Moore, which quite very muted, to be fair. Uh, uh. Darren Moore is so humble. I I love how humble he is and how he just goes about it as it's he didn't seem to see it as a big thing until like all he, everything he's heard, it he just like goes, it's my job. It's what we do. I think yeah. I think personally behind the scenes they'll be like, what did I just do? How Palmer did I said, just do Palmer that? said he's one of those Palmer was saying in one of his interviews that he's one of them you know that it's a cliche in football but Darren Moore is one of those managers that um he didn't say the cliche part I said that that he is one of those that doesn't get too high on the highs and too low on the lows and I think that shows in the fact that he's got that composure and I think that a lot of the people who don't like Darren Moore where have you gone by the way 
wait until the new season <laughs> yeah. and we, we have a couple of iffy results. Um, See, seeing that massive grin on Darren Moore and finally knowing he doesn't have that the nearly man tag and it was with us made me so happy. But it's, it's one of those things that the people who question him, I think they don't like the fact that he is that balance. He does bring that calmness and that balance because he doesn't throw all the toys out of the pram if something goes completely wrong. And sometimes you want to, that passion, you want that, yeah. don't you? And you're like, oh, well, why isn't he going and screaming about the players and things like that? But the way he's done that and brought them look around at, and brought the belief the around, huddle. it's different. But look at that inside Matt Day footage where they've shown him in the huddle where he's going at. We don't see that because he only no. says that for players. The fact that we've seen that now, maybe some people will get off his back and go, this is what he's actually like kind of thing. It was dig deep, let go for the second half, push on. The thing is that what got me as well, seeing Barry Bannon going, <laughs> having to get told by like a security, get down now, can you get down? Like, he's like, no, sod off. <laughs> And the fact that I've heard the Atty New Hugh commentary of it as well, just everything just came together. Yeah. The person who caught it with the whole 15 years since his dad did it. There was such there's so many little stories in there that one day there's gonna be some really good story from those players about this season. And it's gonna be interesting. In my opinion, it's the best way we've ever done it. Yeah. Um, well, obviously also, it is. I, I don't think that's a controversial, but like it beats it beats the Cardiff one. It beats the, it beats. Well, hang on, hang on. The Cardiff one and this one both last kicks of the game. Yeah, up. yeah, but I think because of the course of the playoffs and the semi final, <laughs> there this one this one edges oh, yeah. it for me. It's also a case of it even beats Wickham. I think I know that yeah. there was a lot in that with the United sort of way of doing it, but this this. This is something special because it's coming back from that sort of adversity and, and it's bringing all, it's that togetherness. It's also coming back from a situation where the club's not been great off the field and finally seeing everything align a little bit more is better. Seeing Chan Siri when he got that trophy, not it wasn't a case of him not knowing what to do. It was more of a case of him going, this isn't mine, this is theirs. I'm not yeah. bothered about. I'm not bothered about it for myself. Even though you could tell all the players were trying to get him into that kind of "this is yours as well," he's like, "No, I've done my bit. You've done the bit that needs to be doing on the pitch." And I think Chancery got that really good situation where it shows that he cares. And this, this is what everyone has said. We said it from since we've done this podcast and before we even did this. Podcast. This man does give a hooper, who, who to about He cares. He right. cares. Chan Siri has always cared, and we've always said his heart's in the right place. We've called him out on certain decisions. We've called the season ticket thing out and stuff like that. We've called certain situations out that might just be a little bit... We've, we've understood the reasoning behind things, but that doesn't mean that we haven't, we haven't understood where he's coming from. And I, for one... That hug with Barry Bannon and Liam Palmer with gritted teeth just shows everything for me. I, for one, actually think that I, I we need, as a general fan base, no matter what your opinions were, this is a fresh start now. Yeah. Right? We have got another chance in the championship. It, it reminds me a lot of when he took us over. Mm. Okay? It's almost yeah. as if we've got a reset on that. Not fully. 
there's still things to work out. But what he's what he's been saying since is really interesting. He's been talking about, well, we'll go for it, but he's not getting too carried away with it. He's been talking about how we've been doing the gradual improvements. And what is fantastic is everything we have been saying on this podcast about how we need to improve things and bring certain things in. We have started drip feeding that. Like we have mm. brought, you know, and, and Chancery was talking how we've improved the stadium and things like that. I can imagine the training facilities are going to be a thing that gets looked at. He's going yeah. to do things bit by bit. And that well, is why you want you want a chairman that's with you for a certain period of time. That, that is why, because they have the development time with you. This is the one thing like like Liam Dooley, there was an interview with Liam Dooley and he basically turned around and said, we're probably looking at possibly like burying holes into the ground so we can get the water from the River Dond as an irrigation system for the pitch. So we save money that way. We've looked at maybe doing solar power. They are looking at things off the pitch to get it done, but it's not going to happen overnight. That's the thing. Anything they do is going to take time and figuring it out. The, like Joff Windass thing, people took everything Joff Windass said out of context about hopefully things off the pitch will be better kind of thing. And, and I think he's saying we just need to get some of the stuff in the training ground improved, bits like that. And you look at what we will be able to do. Like, don't don't think that Chancery is not going to spend money on players. He will. But I think there's going to be a lot of improvement behind the scenes that we don't see, but players will see. And that's yeah. the big one. And yeah, Josh Windass did say something similar to that. It's um, we can get everything sort of in order and, and sort all the off-field stuff out as well. And I think, don't take that in the wrong way. He didn't mean it in that. I think he meant in terms of just generally getting us back where we need to be with facilities and things like that and having the freedom to spend. I will say, I think there was a general plan. I think that the plan was probably with Darren Moore to get, there was a, there was a basically I we talk about not backing in January and things like that I think there was a task from Chancery and, and, yep. and an agreement the between task. him and Moore to get you me need up to, and I'll you, give you what you need yes basically get us back to where we we can you're going to have to do this frugally but we still do have a lot of good assets at this club that you can build around and do it a little bit more frugally on free transfers small bit of investment. It didn't work the first time. Okay, a tiny bit of investment next season. Let's do it. But we, I, if I'm going to keep this club sustainable and push us forward, then we need to be able to, you need to, in your remit, get me back to the, cha- get this club back to the championship and then I'll be able to put the plan in place. And I think there's been, it's been more of an overall plan and a longer term plan yeah. with Darren Moore and Chancery than the sort of knee-jerk reactions when something hasn't happened because Chancery's early tenure was very knee-jerk and it was him developing the game and bad advice. I think this has been much more of a planned out effort and I don't think we're going to see immediate success maybe this season. I think it's going to be one of those things that you make additions with and you add to. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, you know what I love about what you just said there though? And it's something we discussed early on when we did the podcast, long-term. Yep. With Darren Moore, with Chancery, there's a relationship there. You could see that relationship. The thing is, when they were talking, even after the thing, there were part of me that was like, I don't think they were talking about the game. I think they were like, right, we can do this now. We can do this now. They seem like the kind of blokes that don't like sitting still for too long. They like to get things done. Like over the, like we've got the whole thing over the next couple of days, we'll have our retain list, hopefully either today or tomorrow. But I think there've been things in place by them and they talk well and the thing is what there's a real keep building on this belief like Darren Moore said it's like this is just the start 
I came into a broken club. It was broken. I was here for three days and I knew that it was broken. It taken him at least two seasons to fix that. One of the things we got in the squad of players, which will not be something that I think he'll take lightly, there's not many egos. There's arrogance, but there's not many egos. And the thing is, Darren Moore, when he was West Brom manager, when he came down from the Premier League, bear in mind they had uh, parachute payments. They paid $8 million, I think, for Sam Johnson, the ref with frees and loans. There are still a hell of a lot of good free players we can get to the club. And if a player does not want to come to the club after watching Peterborough or the final, they need to give the head a wobble. Yeah. And that sounds really arrogant, by the way. Not meaning to. It's just, why wouldn't you want to play for that? I don't th- I think that's the thing. Um, whatever you can say about tactics and things like that, personally, I disagree. I've had conversations about this recently. I do think he's started to develop more of a plan B and he's got a different way of doing yeah. things. But I think man management is very, very vastly overlooked in the modern game. And his man management is everything. It's the key to his management style. It's the, it's the confidence and the belief in the players. Um, I hate to use Ted Lasso analogy, but it is one of those things that yeah. like, it is the belief in the, and I've seen people mentioning that recently, but yeah. Look at, I, the, chain, look at the changing rooms at the, at, the, at the ground, at our ground. Then look at the Wembley thing. They took all the thicker things off that said believe, composure, in it, Peter, and shoved it around it. Tom, Tom, who's the sports psychologist, has been in nearly all the photographs I've seen, it's been him and Barry Bannon or him and Palmer or him and someone else. That man seemed to have done so much for the squad in just giving them that belief, turning around and saying, this is what we need. There's a structure now at the club that feels like it's going in the right direction. And as much of people, whatever the reason for not liking Darren Moore or whatever else, the man has got to where he said he was going to get us. It might have taken him two seasons, but he got us out of here. He said he would get us out of here. He said he wouldn't let things happen like it did last time. Granted, we have still got things where maybe if we were a bit, we've, depending on how we're doing, maybe we would have sold, uh, I, uh, not I offer, uh, Fizz to Blackpool. But Black, if that happened, you don't have the situation that happened now. These things will take time. Right, I want to quickly just ask you if you've got any more thoughts on Wembley before we move on, because I want to talk about some other bits in this podcast today. So, um, capping off the just, actual Wembley review and talking about the day, is there anything more you want to speak about about this final? Just the incredible support, belief, and how the players and the chairman, Darren Moore, have finally put some pride into this shirt after a lot of people thought that pride was long gone. Yep, and... Um, it's interesting. Everybody seems everybody wanted to try and take away the glory of uh, what we actually did because of the way it transpired in the final. And, I, and to them, I just say, you have very short memories of how football works, right? And it will come back around. And mm. can we just talk a little bit about the uh, the banter side of it and the fact that the certain fan bases can't seem to be taking yep. what they give? Uh, I think it was Curtis Woodhouse, uh, the boxer who turned around and said, this is what happened for the people who were on the phone complaining about Wednesday. It called banter, get over it. He did, yeah. it, to, he did it to you, he's done it back. Big whoop. 
Right, briefly, what I want to do now is I just want to, because the retain list is possibly out by the time this video even hits, right? Okay, and this this podcast mm. is out. However, it would be a good idea to get our thoughts beforehand and then you're going to get the next podcast after the fact. Who do you think is essential on this retain list that we that, that is on this retain list of the expiring contracts, Jake? What are your thoughts heading into it? I'm... There's, there's some that I say we need to go and then some that I say we definitely don't need to go, if that makes sense. That I'm thinking of the likes of probably a Jaden Brown. As much as he's been good, he's not going to be good enough for uh championship. Good age, but he's not shown enough for me, if you know what I mean. I think you look at Jack Hunt, I think Jack Hunt knows this is his final season with us because I can't see... He, as much as he's been good, in the championship, he's a it's a different kettle thing and he'll just get Jaden Brown's 24 though, man. I know. It's one of those I things kn- where it's like, we can't talk about, cause I, let me find it. Somebody said to me, um, Jaden Brown, if we can develop him more would be great, but I don't know if how, uh, how we're going to, the, the thing is, if you bring Jaden Brown, he's 24. How many games is he going to get? If we bring in someone else, like he has stepped up. Don't get me wrong. He's stepped up a lot when we needed him. You I don't I mean? think I, I I personally think he's one of the younger ones you can go, but I, I can't where has it gone? There was somebody that said to me on Oh yeah, so C B or or Wayne on Twitter said, We can't have fans this was on the Talking Wednesday Twitter, we can't have fans pushing for wanting young players to be signed and not be actually accepting that they still yeah. need to develop. Still we can't have we can't have it through. we can't have it both ways. If we want young pay players, he was talking about Fizz here, the likes of him and Dennis, mm. etc. have to stay. Maybe Jaden Brown doesn't fit into that because yeah, I'm not I'm not convinced. If we're signing try and sign Reese James and things like that, I can see him being one that gets released. To be fair, yeah. Um, um, but what about, what about Fizz? De- what about Dennis? I, I want to talk say, about, about Fizz. I want to talk about Fizz first. So Fizz is the big one. Fizz, of- Fizz, I still think you give a contract for. There's a player there. There is yeah. a really I've changed good my opinion player on this. there. Fizz, there's a really good player there with Fizz, and I think under Darren Moore's wing, he can get better. I think you put the right person in his ear to like get him playing well because from what some people said uh you've seen it with uh barry bannon said like he's he's late for training at times and stuff like if you get that mentality size sorted there's a player there he's 22 22 yeah i'm gonna say he's 22 we can't be letting players like that leave for nothing i don't think i think it should be i i don't think it should be i don't think we should be throwing money at him I think it should be a case of, right, you've got two years here to prove yourself. Earn it. Earn it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe two years with an option, you know? Yeah. And then we'll see what happens if he... Because the problem we have got is we're going to have players like Bannon leaving. Byers is obviously picking up injuries. Hopefully with his recent recovery, that can be something that gets permanently yeah. fixed and not something that keeps recurring. But having a younger player at 22, having time to develop under a manager who... Do you know what? I think the thing is, he was he was doing the head... He, he had the potential to do the head down. Oh, maybe we're not... Yeah. Maybe we, maybe this isn't the right club for me. This is Maybe I should go off and I should chase the money. Do a Liam Shaw. Do a, and it's never worked out for them. Fizz is one of those players that if he keeps his ego in check, 
He, there mm. is a player there, but he can't look at the wasted potential in football, right? Yep. Don't fall Dennis. around that pl- plan. I want to still talk about Fizz, though, because he's the big one, Jake. He, you're just so you're, one, you're but, not the puppy dog energy no, today. No, you keep no, jumping no, ahead. No, no, but what I'm saying is, if you look at those two, they're both in 124, 122, right? Yeah. One has has had a bit of an injury hit season. Fizz has to a point. If you're looking at development, you're going to try and develop Fizz more. But I think Dennis has already got the mental headstrong bit. Adoniram for me is somebody, I, I do think you keep them both on. I, yeah. I don't, is Backinson out of contract? No. Uh, oh, he might be actually, you know. I don't Was think he only he, a one year deal? I don't know if he was, but it is, he's he's the one that I, I don't think has worked here. No. I think I think Adoniran and Fizz, you potentially take a chance on as squad players. Um and and, and they've got time to develop. Yes, you probably released Jaden Brown. I really I, I know Jack Hunt was saying that you that he's he's he doesn't feel like he's been given a fair shake and he's still got he's 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 still got a lot left to prove and show and a lot left to offer, sorry, not prove. Yeah. I don't According think that's for us. According to Yorkshire Live, uh, Backinson got a two-year deal. Right, okay. So, yeah, that might be a case of seeing what... Well, that that's when you think that probably one of the midfielders will go then. Yeah. Because of squad size. So mm. it's possibly... Does Adeniran fall by the... Adeniran, sorry, fall by the wayside potentially um patterson's a definite yes for me 100 percent. now now as a utility player yes yeah i agree hunt is a no purely because i just i just want to give him a bit of credit first because we've been saying like his legs have gone and things like that really well the last there's still he has there's still a player there and he's gonna be immortalized in wednesday history and that he's he's always shown loyalty to us to be fair he never wanted to leave Mm. us in the first place and then he came back to us and then he inspired the contract you know we made money on him and then he came back I like Jack Hunt. I think he's actually a player that should be remembered very fondly in Wednesday history. However, we need to strengthen and we can't be giving contracts in that position. I don't think we need new players. We can't be sentimental. We we have to be very ruthless with this. Marvin Johnson. No, if he's getting played as a wing back. Yes, if he's not. Because Marvin Johnson is instrumental in a lot of the attacks we make. But he's not going to get played as a left midfielder. Yeah. If he's a winger, fine. And much of these I, adapted into wing back potentially as a squad player, because because yeah. it, but it depends. On, but we're going to have to throw a lot of players forward, and I think I don't. I think Darren Moore's going to want to play him as a wing back. This is so hard as well. <laughs> yeah, it is because he is really good. He is really he's one of them players that on his day is really good, but his mm. day isn't always there. And we've taken a step up to the next level, so it's possibly swaying more towards a no. Lee Gregory. I've changed my mind on this. I was going to say no, but as a bench player, yes, but it depends if I you think take if a you bench take player. Him if, if, if he'll take a bench player, possibly, but... I'd give him a year if he's happy to sit on the bench. He said but he would sign whatever throw in front of us. Throw he's in not, front of him if we he's can. He's not... He's not quick enough. Mm. But his vision is great, and he's a great oh, finisher. Yeah. But, but I can't see a season with him and Smith and that being played in the same team. We need a new attack, we need, but we need it our depth is so bad at the minute. 
player like that, I would give an, I would potentially give another year to sit on the bench, but I do think we might release him as well. Stockdale, I want him to stay just for the laughs. I, like he's not, I, I don't and think he's, he's gonna, going to. I, I really... I think I he really, might retire. I really like Stockdale. I think he's actually, he's brought some life into Wednesday and he's brought some, yeah. you know, he's brought some character into Wednesday and I love his Twitter antics and things like that. But I think in terms of playing staff, I wa- I'd want to find him somewhere in the club. We've got a yeah. lot of, co- we've got a lot of coaches, so I don't know if he'd be a goalkeeping coach or something, but something. He could, could go on the 21s the under 18. When we got Weaver and stuff down there. Yeah. No, I mean, another might be good. Okay, loans. The loan players, Reese James and Flint. I'm saying yes to James. Yes. Um, it's interesting with Flint, actually, because Flint's probably, a, is it a clever one you sign for a year and is he that one that comes and helps you? But now we've gone up. Mm. If the deal's right, I'd offer Flint a year. But I, I, but I don't know if that's the, I don't know if that's, I don't think that's my head talking, to be honest. Because, like, if you look at the centre-backs available on freeze, I'd probably take Flint over Harley Dean for what Flint's... Flint, yep. Flint's been solid for us. He's um, he's not the fastest, though. So I think Flint's one of those that, again, you keep you you maybe sign for depth and you, yeah, and it, you, and you, you bring him on. And experience as well. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I actually... I yes actually, me, by the way. I offers a yes for me, which is why potentially no on Flint. Um, mm. I offers changed. He's... He's one of them players that, again, there is a there is a player in there, and I think he's under the right manager to develop him. And I do actually, I don't think he has great games sometimes, and his passing sometimes you're a bit like, what what are you doing? Um, but he's 27. When he's on form, he's amazing. Yeah, he's 27. He's about to be 28. He'll be 28 uh, this month, actually. I yep. think it's one of those where you go. Dom, do you fancy another year? Yeah. But it, we can't be giving big contracts to these players. that They need to show us they can prove something in the championship. We, we, the, the way we manage our retain list and the way we give contracts to people is going to be very interesting and it'll give you a bit of an insight where the club's going and how they're going. Darren Moore's already come out and said, I need a younger squad. Yeah, He's already come out and said, a younger squad I need. It's not a case as I want, I need a younger squad. He knows this. Like, for par- Palmer for getting in his tr- contract triggered at Wembley, pretty impressive, actually, uh, if that was the case. He hit so if we're talking about that, then he's probably not going to sign Flint. He's probably, the Gregory, if you look at that, if you look at that realistically, F- Flint's not going to stay. Gregory, uh, Gregory, Gregory, no. Um, no. No Hunt, for sure. No. Um, does he start transfer listing players? That's the question. That's true. Johnson I, probably. I, Johnson probably not because is Johnson thirty one now? Thirty two. Yeah, no, thirty two. Yeah. Like I've seen a lot of people turn around and say, "Are we going to transfer list Michael Smith?" I think Michael Smith in Championship would be actually really good with someone at the side of him. I think you do. You develop it around there. Yeah. Um, and you actually start playing Wilkes as a bloody striker. Get him a good preseason yeah. behind him, and actually see what happens. Also, but, for the people giving Wilkes stick on it, leave it alone. He plays a couple of games. He did actually get a goal. He just had a really bad injury hit season where he didn't come to the club fit. No, 
No. Um, there's the, yeah, he's, he's 24 as well, and he's 23, 24. Yeah. So we want that sort of... I think we need to be really quick in this transfer market and pick up the Premier be. League freeze and stuff early when the contracts expire. We need to be the aggressive player, with the it. The player that I'm really annoyed on that we missed out on is De Silva. Right, yeah. Because he got, he'd gone to Coventry. Uh, Brittle's... No? Yeah, City let him go. Uh, and he'd gone to Coventry. I have a lot of suggestions, but this would make this podcast about two and a half hours, so that's why we're going to split it a little bit. I know a yeah. lot of there's a lot of players that I think we could pick up, um, and we'll go into that a little bit more. We might talk about one slightly later just for fun. But yeah, yeah um, I will say quickly, he's ruled out any talks of Mark McGuinness, but we have been linked with Mark McGuinness again. I think that'd be a fantastic one. We'll talk about him That'd a little bit more next episode. The... This is a big news story, okay? So there's not a lot of news apart from the fact that we are, you know, we're going to be in a bit. Right. Yep, finances are going to be better. You're going to get, you're going to get like anywhere between like a couple of million and I think it's like eight, eight, eight-ish million. So, so more gonna, money it, coming it'll in. Be, it'll be 10 million come, come 24, 25 because the TV deal just been redone by Guy, hasn't it? Fantastic. That, that will be great for the club. The big thing I want to talk about in terms of news is Sheffield Wednesday have released their home kit in a very, very cool yes. way. So Sheffield Wednesday had a celebration parade. We've not even talked about that yet. So there was a celebration parade. When it got announced, right, did you go... I could say, because I, I feel like such a bitter old oh, man, man for this, but I was like, <laughs> why? The part of me that went, why? But then there was the part of me that remembers 2012 yeah but then it, I think like, it, I, look, I look back at, I look you look back and go actually we need to make sure we celebrate these moments so it's not like exactly oh, yeah you, you can't be all oh, well that was the job anyway we had to do that you do have to sit and revel in it sometimes I think I think when you look at it and you actually look at the season if we hadn't have celebrated this like we did in that break it would have been a travesty let's be honest when you look at the celebrations, yeah, and what came out of it, the, the fact is, actually, if you're watching this, if I do get this podcast out on the Friday, there's still, like, on Friday and Saturday at the Megastore, if you go to the Megastore, you can have your picture with the trophy. <laughs> I'm actually unavailable on those times. I would have loved to go and do that. That sounds so cool. Um, yeah. But, yeah, go and get go and get a photo with the trophy at the Megastore if you want to go and do that. But let's talk about this home shirt. So, it is a white-collared shirt. Very similar stripes in terms of this season, in terms of the yep. stripe layout. However, you've got a yellow stripe through the blue stripes and you've got like, this yellow trim. Yeah. What do you think to it? Because I am not convinced. <sighs> it's growing on me, but it, I am not convinced. In terms of the layout of it with the white collar in that, I don't like white collars. That's my initial impression. For one, the badge is too high already. Yeah. The badge is way too high. That need to, If they can make that come down a little bit, I'll be happier. I understand why people are saying it's got a Brighton-esque feel to it. And I think that's because the gold bit is running through it. That's why I think it's got that kind of Brighton thing. I'm not going to lie. I really do like the sponsorship. If that is the actual company that's going to do it, bear in mind the sponsorship is the same bloke who found is the founder of Wanadisco. So some context, it's a software company called, software development company called A-Up, and it's a flat cap style. And I, the more I look at the way it integrates into the shirt, I actually really like it as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of what you're saying there about 
the fact that it's the person that had one disco was is there an issue behind that maybe so yeah there might be some controversy around the sponsor but i think it looks cool because there's there's some stuff going off on twitter we're going to actually um do our due diligence on that just so we don't get into all sorts of litigation things in case there is actually something but it's um in terms of the design do you like it yeah i do like it it's growing on me I think it works really nicely with the shirt. It's like a, because the way that it's a, it's a blue flat cap with the white trim and then the A up sort of, I think it's just simple and I do enjoy it. I also do like people sit, literally pointing out to me and this happened multiple times. Oh, can't you see? It says the playoff playoff winners on it. It's clearly not next season's home shirt. And I was like, you do realize that can be removed. It There is still a chance it's the home shirt. And then Wednesday go and announce that it's the home shirt for next season. But yeah, I'm not a massive Unless- fan of the way that there's a little V in the, um, you know, in the collar of the, the blue, the middle blue yeah, stripe that goes weird. down. Yeah. Um, I thought, I thought someone said that we, we, you weren't allowed stripes on the back this season. I thought I read something like there was, you're not allowed stripes on the back, which I thought was weird. That sounds like it's, it would be fake. Yeah. You can't, you can't, it, you can't do that. At the, yeah, at the end of the day, I think in I terms think of a, a kit, nice, I, I wonder nice. how it'll fit this one. It's like, it looks like it would fit slightly nicer than the other ones, but then football shirts mm. are always deceiving because I do not have the body of a football. <laughs> so we'll have to, we'll have to see how that goes. But yeah. Um, bucket hats galore at those celebrations with the new shirts. Let's quickly just talk about a little, a little bit of the uh, the new sh- uh, these the celebrations. Then, what was uh, what did you enjoy seeing come out of the city? Uh, sorry, Dot, the town hall Dot celebrations. Dale being the drunk uncle yeah. of everyone <laughs> wedded. <laughs> he was smashed. I think watching the interviews as well, watching all the player kids just playing football in the Sheffield City Hall, I thought were quite interesting watching like the setup nets and stuff but it was just seeing players who have either been there and done it before with Palmer but it felt different even he said they felt different it was so nice to finally let Bannon have that moment and that he could enjoy it with his young family seeing Elsie Bannon singing the Barry Bannon song was heartwarming yeah. I thought it was a really nice moment it and I liked honestly, his singing later on after he was smashing out and out and about <laughs> singing about singing the, the chants back at the, the the pigs and shouting out and singing the um they saw he sang the dingles thing and I was like that 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 like I wasn't expecting that right and I don't usually buy into that sort of stuff but I did chuckle because I was yeah. like oh mate I don't get involved with that sort of stuff because it's not worth it usually I might have the odd joke but it's so funny, Jake. It was just, so funny. He bought, he, but the thing is, he and he's so bought into it. And it's more the bites, the, Jake. It's people yeah. going. I saw, I saw something like, "Oh, I don't think your manager, who is a bar, who was a Barnsley player, will think too much kindly about this. You'll have to, and Darren Moore will have to be speaking with him." I'm like, mate. Mate, we've just beat you in a playoff final. I don't think we're going to be thinking too much about that. I don't yeah. think it's going to be a professionalism thing. Barry Bannon has deserved a moment like this with the Sheffield Wednesday fan base for a long time. And and keeping this banter, have that between the players. You know, there's always mm. banter between the fans and it gets nasty between the fans sometimes. And I wish it was more of a case of like, 
the players sort of actually were up for it and had a bit of... Because then it reduces the nastiness and it becomes more about banter than just pure bile all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it's nice to... It's nice to see. The thing is, Barry Bannon went off social media for a while because of the whole banter thing, and it was just, he was said he said it was getting too much for him. I'm getting off. The fact that the thing is, there's a lot of people who turn around and said, "Oh, he shouldn't be saying that." Oh, he's uh, Bruce do living rent free in your head. It's like why why did he have to say anything? He could have just enjoyed his moment and not done it. It would have been fine, but he decided to go there. And if our captain isn't allowed to say back to him, then there's something not right. If if it, the thing is, if you're not going to allow players to get into the rivalry with with your rival, what's the point of having a rivalry? Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I loved it, and I want to see more of it, and I'm going to watch more of it um, as more and more clips come out. But that's. I just, I'm so happy for the players. Like this squad of players are going to be very fondly remembered no matter what happens they deserve in, it. in the near future. And they do deserve it. They've, they've come back. Do you know what? They've come back from getting chanted. You're not fit to wear the shirt to being, being remembered by these Wednesday fans forever. And that's, yeah. that's a legacy that they will leave in. And they needed that. We needed some, we needed some more stories. In, it's been a long time, man. It's been a long time the, since we've had we something to be happy about. We needed positivity as well. We need yeah. this positivity just for us as fan bases. And we've beat the Wembley thing as well, you know, because like obviously yeah. last time we've been terrible at playoffs since the we've been terrible at playoffs for a while. So we've kind of gotten over that hurdle now. And that's going to be a big thing when you're pushing forward, knowing that we've done it before. If we get to the championship playoffs and the likes of that, yeah. you know, that'll be that'll be something half decent for us. Right. There has to be a speculation topic. OK. Yep. It's uh it's that season. It's that season. I'm going to throw this one at you, <laughs> even though I don't really believe it. But there's the more and more people talk about it, it makes me think, oh, it could happen, couldn't it? Probably not. Jamie Vardy. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be really bad here. I'm going to be really bad here and say no. What? As much as I like the redemption art. If, if you're going if you're going down the thing that you just turn around to Darren Morney's younger players, <laughs> going for Jamie Vardy doesn't fit the remit. Get in the bin. Are you joking? It, There's no, an it, exception. It, yeah, he's younger players, but it's Jamie Vardy. And right, okay, people are going, oh, yeah, well, because people are saying, oh, yeah, I could actually see it because he's not been great this season. Yes, he has played 37 times in the Premier League, made 42 appearances overall. Yes, he scored six goals, but that is in the Premier League. Yes, his legs might have gone a little bit, but he's not been the first choice. There's other players in that Leicester side that have been above him. And he's 33, he's 30, 36 years, 36. He's going to be... He's 36. He's going right. 37 when he comes in to January. Like January time. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. That's I under, six I under, Right. I understand this, but <laughs> if the remit, we just turned around and said, Darren nah. Moore want to bring in younger players. It doesn't fit. The, I'd love for him to come. I just don't see it. Can you imagine what his wages would be? I don't think he does it as a payday. If he does a payday, right, he, he sees out his Leicester contract because I think he's got another yeah. year. If, if he's not, not going to do it as a payday and he does it as a sentimental, I'm going to finish at my boyhood club, then brilliant. Yes, and, you know and I what? think this is. Be the, the, I, I don't think it will happen, by the way. But there's a perfect opportunity for it to happen. Have a season with Wednesday and see what you can do. Because we take 
because if he took it, he could take a massively reduced wage packet here and mm. and just come and try and enjoy his football under a manager that I think he'd play really well under. And I think his experience and the lift it would bring to the club would be massive. Can you imagine all the play? Uh, can you imagine? I know this is a proper like behind the scenes financial thing. Shirt, shirt sales. sales, yeah. Jamie Vardy comes in as, the, as Wednesday's number nine for a season. They've got to look at the logistics behind it. You, you this know is what? A, this well, is a player. He'd, pro- that, he'd probably step up to that and enjoy it and going, right, I'm the big I am. This is a player who last season, not the current one just gone, but the 21-22 season, scored 17 goals in 33 appearances. The season before, 70 goal, 17 goals in 42 appearances. Okay. You might say he's gone because he scored six in 42 this time, but... It's more of a case of if he becomes the first... It's dropping down a level as well. Yeah, true. Yes, his legs might not be the same as he was, but he's still not slow, right? He no. might str- he might struggle a bit on a Premier League platform, but bring him to the Championship platform, he, for a year, would be quality. You could probably get a couple out of him, and I don't understand the people that would um and ah about Jamie Vardy. It's not like we're going to pay him 100 grand a week. At most, we'll probably pay him 18, 20K for a year. At most. yeah. yeah. It's the reason why I'm saying I just don't see a it. A week, obviously. <laughs> like, I actually don't see it. But people are saying it'd be Jordan Rose all over again, but this is not, that, that's not it. That's not nah, it. Different, jo- different, different levels, different level. Completely. This would be, this would be a dream, right? This would be yeah. one of those things where I think it's also a case of being able to pull on that shirt for you, for your boyhood club. There's got, and he's always talked about Wednesday fondly. He's always give it the big I am to Leeds and United. He's always he's always had that side to him and that edge. He's always sort of had that banter with Harry Maguire when they were at Leicester about the Wednesday connection sort of thing. I yeah. do think there is a side of him that might just see it out at Leicester and go, you know what? Because he's put, he, he might not be interested in coaching and things like that. But I think he's probably set for life. He, I don't th- I don't think he needs to think about that. And I think he might enjoy coming to Wednesday for a season or two. And I, I, I have got a bit of sentimentality in that. Can, can you can you imagine the halsey he would cause it when they well? Thing is, he'd be playing Leeds for. There's a chance to play Leeds <laughs> for Wednesday. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh come I, on! The more you say, it, the more you're selling it to me. <laughs> I know, right? Because it's it's one of those exceptions. Say you don't like He's the one that breaks the exception to the rule. Yes. Say he goes yeah. for like, say, all right, it'd be, it, we might have to pay like 500k for him or something like that. I, 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 we, there's going to have to be a fee involved. I don't think they'd let him go for free. Or do they let him go for free because he takes a massive wage reduction and he goes off whatever wages is on at Leicester? There's options there. Well, he got, he, he got a contract. He signed a contract that set, set extension uh, till the summer of 2024. I know. That's why I said he's got another year. So do they? Do we give him a bit of cash for them? It's just make the inquiry Wednesday. See what the situation is going to be. See what his camp think. And if it's something that could possibly happen, you will never see Sheffield Wednesday erupt like that if you sign JB. But do not do a Jordan Rhodes. You ain't paying over a million for this man. No. That's ridiculous. Even for an advertising mark. Even for an advertising stunt. Right. Do it not pay work. him. Uh, do not pay him over twenty five grand a week. Do not give him a stupidly long contract. If it works, it works. If it's mm. a short, if it's a short-term sort of year-long contract, twenty-five grand or less a week, he's your marquee signing. He brings a lift to the club, and then other players can learn. Because one thing as well, he knows how to finish his dinner. Yeah, he does. 
And yeah. we need that, right? And bringing that in and that experience. And he's a Premier League winner. Yeah. It'd be huge the- for us. Yeah. I think, I think it was those things where I can see Chancery inquiring. Yeah. Bring Harry Maguire back as well while you're at it. Uh, Not back, but back to Sheffield. He's actually a Wednesday fan deep down. They're going to give him 10 million to leave. He's not, he's not, that's, that is a joke. Um, (laughs) This is FIFA territory now, but no, I could genuinely see that the stranger things have happened in Sheffield Wednesday's world than that happening. Um, Going to be weird that Leicester are going to be back down and Leeds and Southampton. Do you know that there's only four teams in championship that haven't had a premiership appearance now? Premier League appearance? Premier League, sorry. They haven't gone to Scotland. Sorry, I, I, I missed both then. I didn't know that now. But it's uh, this this season's championship's going to be mental. But Jamie Vardy would help us. Sign him. Let us know what you think in the comments. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I did that. I'm going to get so many comments about... Oh, this is real clickbait. <laughs> oh, well. I can't wait for them. You said you want a younger, then you're going for a 36. Ah, the great thing about breakouts, though, mate, the long podcast viewers, hello, will know about that, but the others wouldn't if yeah, you had have said it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, that'd be so exciting. But yeah, I think, Jake because we're going to have so much to talk about next week, that is where I'm going to leave this week's episode, the yep. promotion episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Um, have you got anything to right. add I'll, before we I'll say it now. Today? If Vardy signs, when I do the kit review, I will put Vardy 9 on the back if he does. If okay. he signs. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. The first thing I'm doing if Vardy signs is buying a Vardy 9 shirt. I, I You're going to hang sm- it out your window, I'll, aren't you? I'll be a small boy again. Right? <laughs> I genuinely will. It will happen. I, I you might look at me going, oh, yeah. You do it too. There's that part in you. Look, listen to the high. That, that, that genuinely would happen. Um, you know the last player I got on the back of my shirt was? I've never had one. But go on. It was New Hugh. Jesus Christ. Uh, I do love New Hugh, though. Legendary strikers at Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, can't believe I said that. Pelts for that. Yeah, no, I will... I, <laughs> I will, ju- I will just add that uh, the last thing I've got to say on this one before we wrap it up, if that was your last thing, is uh, I've learned that my dad watches this uh, now. So, hi, dad. Um, hi, Dexter. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, a fun, that's a fun one. I just thought I'd uh, bring that one into the podcast because he's just started also, being able to, I, I able to quote some of the actually. things that we talk about. Go on, then. You are not allowed to go to a Wednesday shirt a game anymore without wearing big p-shirt every time it brings you luck uh, ne- mm, it does doesn't it yeah <laughs> mm. I might <laughs> test that theory and not wear it to the start of the season and see how see if there's a big game that we need it maybe I'll wear mm. it to Leeds or something like that oh yeah that'll go down well that'll be not a hot day yeah oh god <laughs> But yeah, that's been it for episode 120, the promotion episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Take care of yourselves and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See ya.